What do you hear? What do you say? Serve cold, but the wolves and the hawks never shiver in the snow. The bulls keep it running, the socks run the south, the cubs run the north, but the bears run the house. True Chicago sports fans got their ears to the streets. Any team make a move, and they never skip a beat. And in this house, this is where we be. Welcome to the show with E Rock and Big Z. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to Chicago. Coming from the True Chicago Sports Fan Cave, this is the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. Episode 105 is brought to you by 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF Podcast t-shirts. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TrueFan15 for 15% off your entire order. That is TrueFan15. Go and get your official TCSF shirts now. Go get them. As always, I'm Big Z and I'm here with my boy, E-Rock. What up, E? What's up, Z? What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to the show. If you are a first-timer or a long-timer, please remember to hit that subscribe button, that notify button, and go ahead and give us a review on your listening app of choice. You can find us on Facebook at True Chicago Fans. You can follow us on Twitter at True Shy Fans and on IG at True Chicago Sports Fans. And don't forget, you can support the show with a monthly subscription at anchor.fm slash true Chicago sports fans. Go on over there and click on support and you can subscribe for as low as 99 cents a month. Listen, do you like the show? I do. Are you a fan? I am. And tell your friends and they will tell their friends and we can all be friends. Ladies and gentlemen, if you enjoy the content, please share it with other like-minded people, people who like the funny stories that we bring every single week, sports, news, and and uh, conversations. And, uh, you know, hey, look, we try to have a very unique perspective on what we're looking at, the same as you. So we want to hear from you guys. Uh, let us know what you think about the show. Hit us up on the DMs, all that stuff, and we will bring up your topics. We will bring up your questions on the show, but please share the content with like-minded people. See, what's up, brother? How you doing? Man, it's been a busy, busy week, and kind of like uh, like you do, man, trying to be uh, nonstop. Uh, it, it's, it's crazy. I'm, t- I'm picking up and taking my nephew to uh, summer camp now, so I'm waking up at 8 a.m. Uh, so that he can get there at 9 and whatever, and... Uh, and once I'm up, I'm productive. You know, if if I can have the opportunity to be lazy, then I'm going to be lazy and just binge out some some shows or whatever. But uh, laundry's done, dishes are clean, the, the house has been swept, the dog gets walked about a mile and a half, almost two miles every morning now. But uh, it, it's keeping me going, brother. Yeah, I mean, it's the summertime. You're trying to look for something to do. I'm not crying about you waking up at 8 o'clock in the morning because I started work <laughs> at 7 o'clock, 7.30 in the morning, so I'm not crying about you. But, uh, yeah, I, I understand what you mean, man. It, it's tricky, especially when you don't have specific things to do for that day. Um, you know, you try to stay productive. I, I, I can get up. I, it doesn't matter what day of the week it is. I'll get up early as hell, like 6, 7 o'clock in the morning, and then, you know, I, I'll – 
do whatever for a couple hours, but then I'm usually like ready for a nap again around uh, 9 30, 10 o'clock. No, yeah, I get that too. I mean, I have my internal clock. I do wake up like at 6 30, and I just turn over. I'm like, oh, what time is it? The sun is out. It's, uh, it's a little early. I'm going back to bed. But uh, yeah, I can't do that anymore. I kind of uh, program my sleep right now for that for that hourly. But yeah, like I told you, I've been busy. Uh, I, I joined uh, Sh- our boy Sean, the super back, on his show this uh, Sean and I in the morning this, this past week, and we talked some White Sox baseball. Uh, so it was nice to be on his show after uh, him being on our show. And then uh, I was on the uh, on the No Water on the Weekend podcast this past week, which, and it comes out this Friday uh, with one of our friends, uh, Steven Batista. So he's one of the bowlers at, at a bowling alley, and he, uh, he's like, hey, you have a podcast? I'm like, yeah. He's like, I have one too. I was like, oh, yeah, we're friends now. <laughs> making friends, making connections. That's right. Lastly, uh, we were both at Estrella Negra for their beer release, their new beer release. It's it's a sour, it's a pineapple uh, fusion. Uh, is is really really um, it's a different type to base to taste, different type of tasting beer because it, not everybody likes sours. Uh, it is a kind of a light beer, but um, it, they have a collaboration. And uh, we were out there. We 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 didn't get to enjoy the carnitas because we got there a little early, and the carnitas weren't ready, brother. Yeah, I mean, we we uh, we got there. Right, the event was was supposed to be what twelve to seven. We got yeah. there about one o'clock. They weren't quite ready for uh, for the outside food. But we went inside. We had some of those uh, the loaded fries, the natural fries, essentially a couple mm-hmm. of beers. And uh, yeah, and we, we had a little bit of taste of the new beer. It's it's called Dance Loud Ghost Beer. Um, it is a uh, ghost with pineapple, cucumber, and honey ginger tea. So this is kind of a sour beer. Um, this looks like it was a co- uh, collaboration with the uh, the Dance Loud uh, music uh, crew, the little band that was out there, the jazz band. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool to see some live music set out there, you know, in their little patio. They took over the patio that used to be behind the Quenchers Bar right there on Western and Fullerton. If you're familiar with the area, you know exactly what we're talking about so that little space that was behind there was essentially going unused and uh you know our boy Otto he uh, became friends with the owner of the building and he says hey uh he actually offered up these space so now he's he's got that space outside um it, it's a great little little area right there we saw a lot of people kind of poking their heads over the uh over the fence trying to see where that music was coming from so if you get a chance and you grab some uh, grub over there at Estrella Negra go ahead and check out their little patio section man yeah, it was definitely a great time. Great food. Estrella always ne- never disappoints in their food. Um, we, we, you know, we threw down a little bit of Modelo's because, you know, that's our beer of choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> some some golden necks there. But uh, how was your week? I know you're always busy. What, what did you do? Man, let me tell you, it, it, it was extremely busy. I took off the I took off Friday and I took off Monday to have a nice little four day weekend. But uh, even leading up to that, super busy. Another softball tournament we started during the week, a little three team tournament with some of the teams that we uh, we actually didn't get to play against during the season because we slid our team up to a 14 U level, bringing oh up some girls that were actually probably around a, a very early 12 U level that played uh, in our organization this year. So we brought up a whole squad. We went in there. We did our thing. And uh, Sunday night, we wrapped it up with another trophy for the squad, man. And, and considering the fact that we're playing through 14-year-olds and, and we came in with a lot of girls that were not quite even ready to be up at that level. We had a couple call-ups. Uh, I'm super proud of this team. I uh, went out there, did their thing. And, uh, you know, I, I again... I, I really, I really am so proud of the way that this team has responded to any adversity that we faced. Came back and just kind of made sure that they got the job done. No, I, I don't think we had any errors the whole game, so we were just tight, and and it, it was just another great way uh, to go out there and and bring home a trophy. That's awesome! Congratulations to the girls. 
to the coaches uh, and to you you know i know you put in a lot of hard work uh as being the dad of a girl that's on the coach and to coaching the girls well um, but it just shows that the the uh commitment that that everyone's putting in you know the, the years that some of these girls have been in the program and now like you're saying they're moving up within the program now they're going to 14u and they're facing girls that have been playing you know a little bit longer and they're a little bit older and uh, they could have been intimidated but they went out and showed out and all they do is win 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 no matter what that's right, baby. They they look. We, we we prep them up to know what they're looking at and prep up the parents. Hey, we're playing this tournament style. If the you know if, if we're gonna pl- put the best players out there, your girl might not uh, be playing the entire game. Mm-hmm. We're trying to win this thing, right? So if you want your kid to come home with a trophy, come home with a medal around their neck, that's how you got to play it. But that's right. We were able to to pull it off and get it done. Um, Look, man, we, we just had real, real busy uh, Friday. We went over, we, we played tours downtown. Um, you know, we went in and uh, checked out the Museum of Illusion, and then we made a stop by Margie's Candies in Bucktown. But I was walking around all downtown. Uh, uh, I took a picture by the ESPN uh, studios. Uh, took a picture. You know, my wife was making fun of me. I was like, how often? We, we don't hang out downtown, right? Mm-hmm. We were doing the touristy thing downtown. So that, that was the whole point of that. So yeah, Thursday Thursday night went to the Cubs game uh, for the first time in forever. Sat in the bleachers. Uh, I, I couldn't even like I, I have not been to Wrigley since before they won the series, right? I seen the Cubs. I just hadn't been to Wrigley, so this is the first time really <laughs> seeing all the renovations, hanging out in the bleachers. Uh, I hadn't been in the bleachers for like twenty years, right? So it was it, it was fun to be out there. The Cubs didn't do that well, um, but I mean it was fun to be there. And you can see what when people ask why did they pack the park, it's a good time, right? They did a really good job of renovating and making family friendly making adult friendly in certain parts parts of the park so you get out there do your thing and have a good time so you know it's if you haven't been to wrigley if you if it's been a while and you remember the old wrigley it's definitely worth it worth the uh worth the time and the effort to get out there and bleacher seats were like 50 60 bucks it wasn't nothing to get up there yeah, you know, the bleachers are, are have always been a, a mainstay and a, a calling for the, the the bleacher bums and the diehards, right? The diehards go go sit in the bleachers because that's where they that's where the parties at, that's where the good times are at, and uh, you know it's summertime, so you know you want to get your tan, you want to get your sunshine, and then now with the renovations, now you have the ability to walk behind the bleachers. And now you don't have to go down and, you know, go, go look for a bathroom. You know, it's easier to access a bathroom and, and, and the concession stands. Uh, but we had some friends out there. Who'd you meet? Who'd you uh, meet up with? Yeah, man, I saw my homie Robin out there. It was funny because, uh, yeah, I was definitely in, not in the state of mind to be uh, remembering people. <laughs> you uh. know, take, take it how you like. Um, but, yeah, so uh, he hit me up. I, I just happened to post on Facebook that uh, I was at the game and where I was. And uh, it's funny because I'm so used to being coaching at first base. He's like, hey, where you are? Where are you? I'm not used to being in the outfield, right, from beyond. So I'm like, yeah, I'm in, I'm in left field, right? which is incorrect because i'm just looking at it reversed i'm looking at it from if i'm at home plate so he tells me oh i was walking towards right field because i sent him a picture he's like no dummy <laughs> i said i was in left field he goes no dummy you're in right field and i was like oh shit you're right i'm, I'm backwards because i'm looking at it from the other perspective right? <laughs> well then he comes over he's like you dickhead and i was like look man first of all i texted him halfway through the game because he mentioned something on facebook and then i forgot for about 40 minutes that i had texted him because then i was like oh shit uh what wait what oh and then he even told his girl he was like i think he forgot about me i says look robin the boy wonder i didn't forget about you so we went up there we we hung out we talked for a little bit and uh, it was good to see him i hadn't i hadn't seen him since our reunion man oh wow wow robin's always uh commenting on a bunch of our stuff and on my personal page as well so he's a good friend of the show and a good friend to us 
Yeah, I'm, I've known Robin forever. I've always kind of teased him about uh, being Batman's sidekick, who really can't do shit. So good for you, Robin. Uh, but yeah, so and I saw him, and, I, and then I saw my homie Chris that was at the game. I stopped by and had a quick beer with him after the game. He's the one that uh, always hits me up with uh, Sox tickets, Bulls tickets, and stuff like that. So it, it was just it was just nice to hang out with a bunch of work friends. My homie Steve, who. Uh, who I coach softball with, and then, uh, you know, a couple other people from work, and then, of course, you know, high school friends. It's always nice to see them. And, uh, look, uh, we continued that tournament Sunday. Uh, we, we just, we were super busy. Uh, we, we took the, uh, on my Monday off, we took the kids to the movies. My little one had never been, so it has just been very busy. I'm exhausted, and uh, even after these four days off, I'm ready for a nap. <laughs> yeah, you're going to fall asleep on the couch with your hands on your lap and whatever? Yeah, well, yeah. With one one hand, I'm gonna do Al Bundy, right? With a, with a half half warm beard, one hand, and my other hand down my pants, and that's how it's gonna go. Yeah, that's what happens when you're over forty. They are, well, man, don't don't be don't be. Don't <laughs> I didn't say you're eight. That's over forty. <laughs> we're both over forty. All right, before I go any further, I got a quick question for you. Uh, before we're right now, we it is Monday night. We're watching the home run derby, and I don't want to let this get too far. I need your predictions for who's going to win this home run derby. If you uh, look there, I have the bracket there for you. I'll read it off for you real quick. Um, on the one bracket, you have Kyle Schwarber, who has 29 home runs on the season uh, against uh, number eight seed Albert Pujols, who only has six. He's a legacy player. Uh, you also have uh, Juan Soto from the Nationals with 20 home runs uh, against uh, Jose Ramirez from the Cleveland Guardians with 19. Uh, let me get your picks on that side. Uh, on this side, I see Kyle takes Albert. He takes him deep. And then you got uh, Soto <laughs> versus Ramirez. That one's a tight one. I will take Soto on that one. And then, then uh, Soto taking that side of the bracket. Okay, so you got Soto over Schwarber on the one side of the bracket. All right. And on the other side, we got Pete Alonzo, who is a two-time Derby champion. He has 24 home runs on the season against Ronald Acuna Jr. from the Braves with eight home runs on the season. You also have Corey Seager, who I believe is now in the Texas Rangers with 22 home runs on the season against Julio Rodriguez from the Red Hot Seattle Mariners with 16 home runs on the season. Who you got on that side? Uh, Peter Alonso is going to dominate Ronald Acuna. He's going to make him his little baby. And then um, you, Corey Seager and Julio Rodriguez. That's that's not even so. That's not even fair, man. That that kid Julio Rodriguez is so white hot right now. It's unbelievable. Uh, so then you have Alonso, the two time champion, versus Julio Rodriguez. And I'm gonna wow. I'm, I, I you know what? I gotta go with the champion. I'm gonna go with the two time champion uh, coming out of there. And then uh, my finale is... All right, so, yeah, there we go. So now you got Juan Soto against Pete Alonso in the finals, sir. Who is going to be your champ? Three-time champ, three time champion, Pete Alonso, baby. Yeah, I'm, I'm taking the panda all day, man. That that guy right there, uh, he... Uh, polar bear, I'm sorry. He's the, he's the polar, polar bear. bear. He looks like a polar bear. It's hilarious. He kind of looks like he came from Zootopia. But, yeah, I mean, this is... Uh, I, Whenever I play MLB uh, on uh, Xbox, I always pick him because I know I'm going to win uh, when I do the home run derby because that's literally I'm not playing the whole nine in a game. But I will play a home run derby all day. I'll throw Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, whoever it is. I'll put Pete Alonzo and I know I'm going to win. So uh, I win against myself, but it doesn't matter. So I just wanted to get that real quick before we get too deep and you can start uh, seeing who's actually winning these rounds. But ladies and gentlemen, summer is here. Of course, we're looking at the Midsummer Classic here and maybe you need a fresh start. So let me tell you about a great opportunity with our friend over at ACSI. With over 50 expert technicians in the Chicagoland area, ACSI offers a one-stop shop for telecom wiring. Whether residential cable installation, fiber to the home, or commercial structured cable wiring. 
ACSI is a proud partner of both Comcast and Astound, powered by RCN. Fans, let me tell you the most impressive thing about ACSI. The ACSI crew did their thing during the COVID-19 pandemic, and ACSI was awarded Hasia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. The best part is that ACSI is growing bigger and better than ever. ACSI is now hiring for field sales, technicians, and project managers. Check out ACSI.tech. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers to apply today. ACSI is an equal opportunity employer. Go get you a job. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, please go get a job. This week, we have a lot of news. We got a little bit of tidbits about almost every team. Uh, a little bit of Blackhawks news. Bears make a big trade. Uh, the fire is here once again. Every time I read this, it gets disappointing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not this week. And, and of course, uh, in three up and three down, we got tons and tons of baseball. Uh, a very special all-star appearance for a Chicago Cubs outfielder. And, of course, all the stuff that's going on with the Sox, plus their uh, replacement that's going to be playing in the game. But first, this is The Big Three with Big Z. Thanks, E-Rock. I'm Big Z, and you're not. Now for today's stories. Story number one. Oh, boy. This is the Idiot of the Week award right here, man. A, U- <laughs> a U.S. tourist falls into Mount Vesuvius, the crater, after taking a selfie and survives. <laughs> Hot, yeah, talk about dumb luck. A 23-year-old Maryland man was rescued over the weekend after falling into the crater of Mount Vesuvius in Italy while taking a selfie. The man, identified as Philip Carroll, visited the famed volcano notorious for destroying the Roman city of Pompeii and blanketing it with the ash in 79 AD. With two family members on Saturday, according to Paolo Campelli, sure, I'm going to go with that, the president of Presido Premenente Vesuvio, uh, based at the top of uh, Vesuvius, where the guides operate from. The family hiked up Vesuvius from the um, from the town of Otavio and accessed the top of the volcano through a forbidden trail, uh, Capelli told NBC News over the phone. The family took another trail close to tourists, even if there was a small gate and no access signs. That's what Capelli said. When the family reached the top of the 4,000-foot-high volcano, Carol stopped to take a selfie and his phone fell into the crater. He tried to recover it but slipped and slid a f- few meters into the crater and managed to stop his fall but at that point he was stuck this is so this is basically this is just like the the lady who tried to go into the porta potty to get her phone right except yeah. this is a fucking volcano dude what is he doing <laughs> look man i mean you are this is a darwin award recipient but except, except he actually got it revoked because he survived right yeah if he would have just you know <laughs> kept kept diving into that lava then you would have got the award but unfortunately uh for you, sir, you live on, and uh, it's probably not any better for anyone else in this world. Yeah, you big dummy. You big dummy. <laughs> All right, story number two, and this one's a little sad. I'm sorry to report sad news, but a uh, ex-NASCAR driver, Robert Bobby East, fatally stabbed at California gas station. The former NASCAR driver, Robert East, known as Bobby, was fatally stabbed on Wednesday in Westminster, California, the authorities said. 
The suspect in the stabbing was killed on Friday in an officer-involved shooting. Well, there goes karma. According to the statement from the Westminster Police Department on Saturday, officers responded just before 6 p.m. on Wednesday to a stabbing at a gas station in Westminster, a city of Orange County, about 30 miles southeast of L.A. The officer found Mr. E suffering from a stab wound to the chest, and authorities said uh, they rendered first aid until paramedics arrived and transferred him to Uni- University of California Irving Medical Center. Uh, adding that Mr. E later died from his injuries, he was 38. Look, this is this is a sad story. I mean, it's so random because I mean, you know, this this guy was stabbed by a homeless man, right? Yeah. So I mean, like, you know, a lot of times we hear about people doing something bad to the homeless man. The the guy, the uh, the barber man that walks around downtown uh, uh, in Chicago, he was uh, actually set on fire. Yeah. Um, and, he, and he he survived, and I think uh, he's doing okay. Um, but he's still, you know, burned up pretty good. So this is kind of a weird situation, and unfortunately, I mean, this is just one of those things where. You know, he's just no longer around. It. Uh, he, he did not survive this this attack, and uh, it's it's a sad story, man. Yeah, it's a sad story. Um, nobody wants to lose a loved one, um, but it just goes to show you the the um, impact of the homeless in- issue that's uh, plaguing our country, and the mental illness issue that's plaguing our country as well. Yeah, and especially like uh, you know, especially in LA. I mean, it's a warm weather city, so you have uh, what are they called, Skid Row over there. And uh, you know, again, a, a fortunate situation. Uh, I, I wish he had a different outcome, but uh, you know, hey, we, we can only sub- celebrate his life at this point. That's correct. All right, story number three. This one, this one, this one really got me, man. I, I don't know how this happens in our city, but it happens. A man is arrested after allegedly climbing into the conductor's compartment on a CTA train. Yeah, that's, that's ours. I'm going to claim that one. A man has been arrested after he allegedly climbed into the conductor's window at a CTA Blue Line train. Oh, wow. Right by my house. Forcing the operator to power down the train Saturday evening. According to authorities, the incident occurred at the Cicero Blue Line station in the 700 block of South Cicero. Just after 7.30 p.m. this past uh, couple Saturdays ago, uh, police said the 30-year-old man saw the conductor's window was open on the train and he climbed through the uh, operators into the, climbed the window through the uh, into the operator seat. The conductor realized what had happened, was able to power down and secure the train before the substance could potentially have piloted away from the station. CTA then uh, personnel called 911 and a man was captured near uh, nearby after police spotted him fleeing the scene. No property damage or injuries were reported, and the charges are pending against the suspect. This dude was playing GTA. It, it's look GTA and the CTA, right? That's like right. It's, it's funny. It's just it's just <laughs> it's just a funny story. I mean, like clearly he could have been hurt pretty badly, but I mean, like you know, the fact that he was able to get in there and pull some like Spider Man shit, you know what I mean? Like we've seen this in the movies several times. So him yeah. just kind of swooping down, and be like, "Here I am, guys. <laughs> Where did you think you were going?" Yeah, dude. <laughs> This, uh, I don't know. I don't know how hard it is to operate a, a CTA train. I really don't. I mean, I know there's a lever and there's a couple of buttons, but I mean, you got to know some kind of sequence. And I was more concerned about the passengers because you know it could be four, six, eight, ten, twelve cars on that thing. I don't know. You know, seven thirty at night. I don't think it's that busy. So it's probably a four, six car uh, train. But like, man, the the possibilities of what it could be because. You don't know how to how, how fast you're supposed to go on these curves and these hills. It could it could end uh, as a catastrophic event. So thank God that he was taken out early. 
Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. I mean, that is that is the tricky thing is to make sure that everyone's safe, even though we're over here laughing about this story. I mean, <laughs> how many times that during, you know, when, when you're riding the CTA, especially back in the day, when it's like, do not move from car to car. And you're like, I'm going to move from car to car, right? Like, the first thing you do is go from car to car. <laughs> Everybody and does it's kind of fun. And sometimes, I've seen people just hang out between the cars. That's dangerous, too. But I've yeah. never seen anyone actually, like, jump in and be like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm Big Z, and that's news to me. We'll be right back after a word from our sponsors. We all know that 2020 was no joke, and with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand in hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded HACIA's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out acsi.tech and click on careers to get started. That's acsi.tech and click on careers. Hey guys, this is Mike Deportes and you're listening to True Chicago's Fine Podcast. Welcome back to the TCSF Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. This is The Loop, our Chicago sports roundup where we keep you in the loop. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. Welcome Welcome to Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Yo, E, I want you to hear something. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey... Let's do that hockey. <laughs> yes, sir. Hey, look. This this one, this is a sad, sad story for the Blackhawks. I mean, like, as someone who's not, I, I'm not going to lie. I don't think either one of us are going to sit here and tell you that we're longtime fans of the Blackhawks. But they're going to make more changes. This is this is not a good one. Uh, Z, what, what, what happened with Edzo, man? The Blackhawks continue to make changes. <laughs> and this one just baffled me, man. The latest one is not re-signing Eddie Olchuk. Mm-hmm. So I wonder, uh, he was on uh, Waddle and Sylvie uh, this uh, afternoon. We're actually filming on Monday, or rather recording on Monday. And uh, this is this is what he had to say. What What happened, Eddie? Well, look, first off, um, you know, this was my decision. Um, we know business and contracts, and we just, we just could not come to an agreement. And uh, there was a deal on the table, and uh, I just felt that at this particular time, 
that uh, that I would step back and and uh, it's been a hell of a run. Uh, I had an incredible conversation today with Rocky. Uh, I had an incredible conversation with Danny and uh, Jamie. Uh, not easy, uh, but just incredibly uh, thankful for the last sixteen uh, years and. Uh, always been and I always will be I will always you know I will always feel I'm attached to this franchise but I just felt that uh, the time was the, the time was now for me to take a step back and and reassess and uh, uh, and look at contracts and negotiations we you guys talk about it all the time right I mean at the end of the day it's like it always is about the almighty dollar in terms and things, but I'm, I'm not going to get into that. I know there's lots of rumor and speculation. I'm not, I am not getting into that. I have the utmost respect for this franchise, for my home, uh, and the way that Rocky and his family you know, have always treated me and my family, and this is what made this decision so hard, is to, uh, to drive to the United Center earlier today and, and have that face-to-face conversation and um, and letting them know I am exploring other opportunities. And uh, just at this particular time, I'm going to take a step back. So obviously a very emotional time. It's been very emotional for the last couple of weeks of, of thinking and debating and, and communicating with my closest confidants and in, in, in the realization of, of, uh, of making this ultimate decision. Uh, that was Eddie Ocek on the Water and Sylvie show on ESPN 1000. I'm gonna let you go first. So I mean, look, th- this is uh, when I always talk about my favorite Cub of all time, right? I talk about Ron Santo. I mean, it, w- w- even the, even this weekend watching Marquee Network, I watched his story once again, just because he is what he is the 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 player who was not playing anymore that made me fall in love with Cubs baseball, right? Mm -hmm. Listening to Ron Santo describe the game on the radio, put that fire in my heart, made me as passionate as him about Cubs baseball. And when you hear Eddie Olchek, that is who you think about when you when you think about Cubs or uh, Blackhawks broadcasters, right? So, I mean, that's right there. That's where it hurts. And you can hear the hurt in his voice. You can hear that everything that he's been through with this team with this organization from the fact that when he had i think it was pancreatic cancer he went through all that it was either pancreatic or colon cancer he had not too long ago right before uh sylvie uh, uh had cancer um and and everything we've seen him go through with his time with the with the blackhawks his relationship with chicago his relationship with the, the wad on sylvie show and those at espn 1000 and uh it's it's it sucks man this is again this is another thing that's gonna push blackhawks the the fans like you and me mm-hmm. who are casual fans this is gonna push us away from the team just seeing that you sit there and you can't find out a way you can't figure out a way to make this work on both sides he says it's his decision because he's trying to save face for a franchise yeah so i mean you you've you took a lot of words out of my out of my mouth here but you can hear the pain that i have him just trying to describe it and the reason he went on that show because because he's friends of these guys and he's doing them a solid to to give them that exclusive and um, I found out that he signed out with the Kraken. Yep. So he's, he's calling. Yeah, okay. the, he's, yeah, he's gonna call play by play for the Kraken. And they just acquired a voice that's gonna that's gonna be ingrained in the new organization 
for their, their new fans. So they're, mm-hmm. they're, that's the voice that they're going to hear for years to come, and that's their hockey voice. We just lost another staple. We just lost Pat Foley uh, to not being re-signed as well. So now we don't have two guys who do national games, who get pulled for national games, that were doing the local hockey broadcast, that were literally pretty much like uh, uh, Madden and um, what, what's the other guy's name? Pat Summerall. Pat Summerall, right. So think about it that way. Like those are the voices you understand that, you know, growing up that was your voice for football. This was the voice for hockey. And this, and they would describe hockey and teach it, teach it to you at, at an easy level for you to understand. And that's what I enjoyed about watching hockey and their enthusiasm because they're both Chicago guys. Right. I mean, these are the guys like, you know, when you come into a sport that you don't understand, right there, they find a way to make it more interesting for the casual fan. Like, like someone like you and me mm-hmm. who did not want, uh, grow up with hockey, who, you know, we, we, when we were kids or even, you know, as recent as, you know, early 2000s. It wasn't even on TV, right? So, I mean, we didn't, there was no connection at all to the fans uh, as as casual fans like you and me uh, to the team. Um, so, it, you know, it, it hurts to see him go. And, you know, we've seen all the, the changes that the Blackhawks have made, whether it's because of things that they did to shoot themselves in the foot, not taking care of the situation with Kyle Beach, uh, things that they've done to not find a way to kind of re-up the organization after, you know, being down for so many years and having a good run in the, in the you know, the 2010s. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's I, I'm becoming more and more disenfranchised with this, uh, with, with this, organization by the day um they did release a statement on the matter they said for 16 seasons we are fortunate to have legendary broadcaster eddie olchek bring chicago blackhawks hockey into the homes of our fans we're going to miss him as much as our fans will though we are disappointed learned today he does he has decided to go in another direction eddie will always be a part of the blackhawks family we appreciate his many contributions and wish him well in future endeavors. Horseshit. Complete and utter horseshit. That organization is a dumpster fire. And right now they're trying to rid, it, rid themselves of anything that has to do with anything from the past. They're, they're At some point, they're going to trade uh, uh, Kane, probably midseason. And they'll probably get a bag of chips for Taves because he hasn't been as the healthiest thing and they both got like about a year left on their on their deal, so they're gonna get traded, and then they're gonna tank, and they're gonna try to get the the one 16, 17 year old that that made the national team for Canada or whatever. That's what they're hoping for. They're literally gonna burn it to the ground and start from scratch. And like you said, you're gonna alienate alienate all the casual fans, the guys that the Chicago fans that were supporting the bandwagon uh, uh, during their championship runs, and it, it really really sucks because. I didn't. I never went or heard about hockey, ice hockey, until I went with my dad on a free ticket, and I was like, "Oh, this is pretty cool. Where can I watch this?" Oh, you can't. What do you mean you can't watch a professional team? You can't. They don't play. They don't play them on TV. That was the stupidest thing ever, and that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, and and that comes down to. Uh I mean that that comes down to the organization that it comes down to the ownership right that's that's really what that that the final you know word in who who stays and who goes that's what it comes down to so that's the frustrating thing and speaking of that you know Patrick Kane he did formally come out and request a trade right before yep. the uh, right before the draft so 
I mean, there's a lot of teams out there that are going to be pursuing him just like, you know, the Blackhawks did when they got Marion Hosa, right? You could have a guy who could be a very, very good, you know, very good uh, NHL player to add to your team when you're looking to, you know, go over the top. Now, don't forget that the Rangers made it, uh, uh, I think, to the East Finals, and that's exactly a, a team that should per pursue uh, Patrick Kane because they are just one more piece away from going ahead and winning a championship. They weren't uh, able to overcome some mistakes, and they fell to the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning, who went on to lose in the uh, in the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Um, but look, I mean, we're, we're we're just watching this this team just completely disappear in front of our eyes, and it is what it is. Look, I mean, they won that first title in what 2010, then 2013, and 2015. I mean, we're over here right at this point. We're already seven years removed from their last championship, and we know that Duncan Keith retired, Sharp retired, Bufflin got traded, like uh, Corey Crawford uh, retired. They've been trying to fill that hole at uh, at goaltender for years now, and uh, you know we're just watching as even with guy like Debrinket. I mean, like he's a young guy, 24 years old, ship him off. I don't know what direction this team is going in unless, like you said, they're just completely trying to tank all the way, which I can't understand how you could even perceive anything else at this point considering what they've done in the last three seasons. So, I mean, uh, it, look, it is what it is, and hopefully they can bring a new generation of players up here for us to appreciate because otherwise, like I said, I, I, I really have no interest in watching Chicago Blackhawks hockey right now. Yeah, uh, they're going to be left off the, uh, the show for a little bit. Yep. All right, Ian, let's uh, move over to a uh, organization that's just a hair better than the Blackhawks, the Chicago Fire. Ugh. Oh, look at the excitement just oozing. The Chicago won, Chicago Fire won 1-0. One All right, moving on to the Monsters of Midway. E, what do you got? I'm so, uh, look, I'll tell you what I got. You want to talk about oozing. The only thing that's oozing is the fire oozing down their leg when they take a crap every time they take the field. Okay, I the just pitch. want to make sure that we're the loud pitch, and clear sir. that uh, I did not endorse or condone that uh, <laughs> that 15-second uh, segment, and I will take no part in that. Uh, but I will talk about the monsters of the midway. That's right, baby, the Chicago Bears. The Bears on Wednesday acquired veteran receiver Nikhil Harry from the Patriots in exchange for a 2024 seventh-round draft pick. Selected by New England with the thir uh, 32nd overall choice in the first round of the 2019 draft out of Arizona State, Harry has appeared in 33 games with 18 starts over three seasons, catching 57 passes for 598 yards and four touchdowns. His most productive campaign was in 2020 when he had 33 receptions for 309 yards and two touchdowns. Last year, the 6'4", 225-pounder uh, played in 12 games with four starts, catching 12 passes for 184 yards. Um, look, this is a guy right right here who probably needed a fresh start. I mean, there was word out of New England that he was kind of immature. He had one season, I think, with Tom Brady. He had a season with uh, Cam Newton, and he had a season here uh, with, with Mac Jones. So, I mean, like, he's been all over the place with the uh, – with with the quarterbacks he's been able to play with it doesn't sound you know it, it's unfortunate when you're a rookie you get to play with tom brady and he darts and then you got to sit there and, and figure out cam newton and and so you're on your already going to be your fourth quarterback this quick in your career so it'll be interesting to see what what he can do but i mean look the the bears been looking for a taller receiver this is guy this is a guy that's six four a lot of their other receivers that they brought in are sitting there at what six one six foot so i mean mm -hmm. even like you know under six feet altogether. so i mean it's good to see 
them kind of go after a guy. He's, he's a young guy. He's only 24 years old. And uh, look, I mean, sometimes this is this is the perfect kind of guy, a first round pick, and it, could, it sounds like he probably just needed a fresh start. Yeah, that's exactly what this is. You're giving up a seventh round, which isn't worth worth much, even though uh, the old old the uh, old. Uh, regime was good at picking up players in the uh, later rounds but it, it, you're taking a flyer on, on a guy who has a lot of talent but like you said his the reports came out that he was immature and he, you, sometimes those guys need a fresh start they need a fresh team a, a fresh organization to treat them differently and like you said he was going on his third uh third quarterback fourth quarterback and he also had like two coordinators so i mean there, there, that's a big shuffle it kind of sounds like what the bears were going through you know the bears are shuffling everybody in as the coordinators uh and and the receivers and the quarterbacks that carousel does not uh is conducive to anything productive so um i hope that he he figures it out here i mean uh everyone's starting from scratch from from zero right now he's got a pretty good quarterback that's mobile that can be able to find him and throw the ball at him at six four uh 225 pounds he's a big boy and uh if he figures it out he can he definitely be a, uh, our number two yeah, I mean, look, he's a big guy. He's a potential to be the number one uh, wide receiver on this team. I mean, you got Darnell Mooney, who is a slot guy more than anything else, but, I mean, he can play on the outside. They have plenty of, of receivers on this team that are looking for a fresh start, so it would be interesting. But, I, I mean, I've seen re uh, reports from the talking heads out there saying, you know, this is the, uh, the worst roster in the National Football League. They have the worst receivers and this and that i mean look you got a brand new head coach you got a brand new coaching staff uh, up and down the line i mean you know that your defense should be pretty solid they spent some draft picks uh going after some secondary pieces that they needed out there you still have roquan smith i mean you have a lot of players on this team that are young they're looking uh for their opportunity they're hungry because you trim the fat you don't have hicks anymore you don't have khalil Mack. you don't have a lot of these guys that were getting older than their in their early to mid 30s so i mean they are looking very young but at the same time this just means there's the potential there they don't have the bad habits yet right so i mean there, there is a lot of opportunity here to see what this team can do uh, of course we're gonna see fans like oh they're gonna win the super bowl because oh, no. they're the chicago bears and blah blah i don't want to hear none of that mess i think what what you if in order to not be disappointed with this team you have to be, be realistic because i see the same thing with the cubs all the time they need to get rid of ross they need to do this they this we knew what this team was when you came into it so if you come into this chicago bears uh season with the right state of mind with the might uh, the right mind frame then you should be able to understand what's happened and look for the good development instead of just focusing on the bad things because it's not going to be great for the bears this year no. but they have a lot of potential going forward yeah, we have a lot of pieces. We have, you know, a pretty good running back. I think the the, the offensive line should be a lot better than it was last year. I think that's going to be one of the main focuses is protecting your quarterback. Um, again, we have a lot of receivers. We don't know who's going to pan out, who's going to stay on the team uh, after the mini caps and all that. But like, like you said, we don't have a baseline right now. It's a new organization. We have a bunch of new players. Everyone's starting with, uh, with a fresh page. So there is no baseline. So don't expect them to win a Super Bowl, but at the same time, they're not going to go 0 and 17. All right. They're going to win, I think, about four to five games. And if they win any more, that'll be bonus. I mean, I, look, if you look at their schedule, I mean, I think they have the potential to win, maybe go 500. Just depends on if they get a couple balls fall that way or not. I mean, right. that's kind of what it has been with yeah. the last couple of years with Matt Nagy. But 
I mean, again, like we're, you can't count. You got a brand new uh, guy, Justin Fields. Really is really gonna kind of come out now, right? Just the same way that they did with Mitch. They they kind of switched things up on him after the first season mm-hmm. when he had John Fox for his rookie season. But we can see what the development is gonna be at Justin Fields. Uh, how he's gonna gel with his new coaching staff. You got uh, a brand new coordinator coming over from Green Bay as their quarterbacks coach, who has been with Aaron Rodgers, who understands. You're looking at two guys who have a very similar skill set as far as their mobility. Justin Fields is definitely more athletic than Aaron Rodgers, so it should be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot of running on this team. They brought in a, a true fullback on this team. They they they're loaded at at uh, at running back. So David Montgomery should have another really good season. This there is a lot of potential on this team. It really comes down to on the offensive side of the ball, like you said, the line. This is a pretty new line. A couple of guys that are very young. Devin Jenkins need to show out and see what he can do. There's a lot. There's there's a couple of pieces on there that are brand new. Guys that are excited. Guys that are hungry. So, again, I'll, I'll say this just the way I described the Cubs at the beginning of the season. This is a team that's going to smack some guys in the mouth and 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 take a couple of games that they they had no business winning, right? And and that's what we can hope for. And hopefully, it's just another building block. You can't jump from the bottom to the top, step by step by step. In three years, we'll be really be able to tell what this coaching staff and what this quarterback is all about. One hundred percent, I agree with you. That we're looking at it. They're, they they get. We have to give them the time to grow. All right, don't Absolutely. panic. Don't panic. All these kids are young. New coaching staff Everything's brand new There's gonna be some kinks And like you said The ball's gonna bounce in our way Maybe a game or two And we're gonna We're gonna spoil some shit And you know what That that Those are the games You're like Oh yeah Now we can turn it around Relax Relax Yeah momentum is everything Momentum is everything Especially in football So I mean You know You got uh, This is Again Fans, just be patient Be realistic About your expectations For this team uh, You know we we've spent so long waiting out right uh, uh, Brett Favre. Then he gets. Then they get Aaron Rodgers, who's better than Favre. We spent so much time waiting these guys out, just the way the Knicks waited out for Michael Jordan to uh, retire, and that didn't help him out any. Right. So right. we're at that point right now. Let's just take a chill pill and relax. In uh, in more Bears news, a sad note: former Bears punter and tight end Ed. Uh, I'm sorry, Bob Parsons passed away last Friday. At the age of 72, he was selected by the Bears in the fifth round of the 1972 draft out of Penn State. Parsons played his entire 12-year NFL career in Chicago from 72 to 83, appearing in 170 games. He served as their primary punter throughout that time, averaging 38.7 yards on a franchise record, 884 punts. That means that they were pretty shitty. He led the NFL in both punts and punt yardage in 1981 and 1982. Yeah, those those were the bad news bears, the bears that couldn't move the ball. That's why there's so many damn punts. So um, rest in peace, Mr. Uh, Bob Parsons. All right, fans, let's take a pause for the cause, and we'll be right back with three up and three down after a word from our sponsor. This is Chicago. Doors open on the left at Chicago. Welcome to Chicago. 
Hey, true Chicago sports fans, show off your Chicago pride with some fresh clothes from Grit Clothing Company. Grit Clothing Company. At Grit Clothing, they create that simple yet classic style that represents that Chicago Southside lifestyle. From t-shirts to hoodies, hats to glassware, they've got you covered. <laughs> Grit has everything you need to represent your Chicago pride. So do it right now. Check out GritClothingCo.com and use the promo code TrueFan15. TrueFan15. For 15, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 15%, 
wherever he goes, whatever he does, I wish him all the best. I mean, there, there are certain players on this team, especially guys from that 2016 championship team that we forget about, right? So, yeah, I mean, it's a super cool moment for, for Ian Happ. But like I said, don't, don't be surprised if he's uh, no longer on the north side at the end of the season. Yeah, yeah, that would be a great trade ship to get some some uh, some young guys back, and um, you know, I mean, you don't want Wilson to move. We already discussed that. That you know, business wise, you that'd be a good thing to do. But as a Cup fan, you don't want that. But Ian Happ is he? You would be upset if he left. Would I be upset? I mean, to me, he's not like yes, he's a Cub, but in and and he's had his moments with the Cubs. I mean, going back and forth during the pandemic, he had a he had a podcast talking about uh, all the things that were going on when they had to uh, be in quarantine, the people that they practice with. But I mean, am I going to be super upset about Ian Happ leaving the Cubs? Not really. I mean, as upset I was as I was when like Ryan Terrio was, was traded away from the Cubs, right? <laughs> the like, riot. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And then uh, Mike Fontenot, like, was it, wasn't Terrio called the, the pocket rocket, you know? Whoa. So, I mean, like, I, am I going to be super upset about it? Not necessarily, but, I mean, I, I just think it's – it's uh, it, when I look at guys that would be a good trade chip, I understand the whole thing about Contreras, about business and this and that or whatever, but, I mean, I think he's way more valuable to the team as it is and versus Ian Happ. Um, so, I mean, if they can they can uh, move him over and, and bring in some young guys, I mean, that's that's – I wouldn't be opposed to that. Gotcha. Speaking of young guys, the Chicago Cubs selected pitcher Cade Horton with the number seven overall pick in the 2022 MLB draft. This marks the second year in the road that the Cubs grabbed a collegiate arm in the first round following the selection of Kansas State's Jordan Wicks at number 21 last season. Chicago kept building up its inventory of pitching prospects in the second round of this draft, picking up uh, prep lefty Jackson Ferris out of IMG Academy in Florida in the second round with a number 47 overall pick. They also picked up Christopher Pasiolia. Sure, that guy. Another. Uh, this guy is a shortstop, um, and that is in round three, pick number uh, 86, it looks like. They also picked up Nazir Mule. These are weird. Baseball guys always have the weirdest names. They do. Uh, but yeah, so they, they got uh, another kid, another pitcher. I mean, they went super pitcher heavy on this one. Uh, this is a uh, high school senior, a 6'3", 210 guy. So, I mean, that's that's a pretty hefty guy there. And their fifth pick in the fifth round, uh, 143, Brandon Birdsell uh, out of Texas Tech, another pitcher. So they're super pitcher heavy in their draft. And uh, I think, you know, with all the trades they made for – fielders right and and um all these guys that we're waiting to see that's coming up right now they're starting to backload all of their prospects with pitching because again pitching is always going to get you more when you're trying to get them on trade market so that's a possibility as well oh yeah 1000 percent, and that's something that uh you guys were always uh drafting hitters and buying pitching and it looks like the new regime is going on the opposite direction and drafting pitching so they can develop it um and uh maybe complement that with signing big name free agents because they do have the money that the dodgers and the yankees and everyone else has so i think that'll be a good good way to uh rebuild that uh that organization yeah, I mean, and, 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 you know, we're a couple of years past them starting the marquee network, so they should have plenty of money coming in now. Uh, just a quick update. Schwarber actually <laughs> only tied pools at 13 home runs apiece, so now they're in their uh, their bat off, I guess, whatever you want to call it. So, uh, 
yeah, man, uh, we'll see. I mean, maybe Pujols pulls it off and goes into the next round. That would be an awesome way to continue his swan song because right now he's actually pretty hot. Yeah, he's, he's swinging it away. Swing looks good right now. He's right now it does, break. yeah, because before his home runs were barely going over the fence, and the thing is that he played there, and he, he had batting practice there, so he should know the dimensions and how to get a home run and so forth. But, uh, yeah, right now Schwarber is uh, in deep shit because he's going to be down seven home runs. Yep, seven home runs in, in this swing off. So, uh, wow, wow! What the hell did they put in that guy's Gatorade? Uh, you saw that Simpsons episode. You know what they put in there? Okay, no comment. <laughs> Look, at least Pujols was always a big guy. He didn't like his head just didn't swell over the years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you, God, for getting that reference. <laughs> All right, Z, uh, we're looking at the All-Star break right now. I'm sure you got plenty to talk about this first half on the South Side. White Sox, White Sox, go, go, White Sox. Let's go, 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 White Sox. Yes, sir, the White Sox finally made it back to 500 by opening the floodgates of offense on the Twins with 32 runs in four games, taking three out of four to climb back up to three games back out of first last week we were talking shit about the team and saying who needs to step up and put up or shut up and there were i think about six and a half games out at that point so it looks good the, the offense is there the defense is there the pitching has been mostly there except for that lance lynn uh clunker i still don't think he's um ramped up all the way just because of you know he didn't really have a spring he, he got hurt during spring training so um i would say give him another month and he'll be okay the big bastard uh his, his velocity his uh strikeout rate and home run rate all that stuff is not going in the right direction at the moment but he'll be okay um uh, so there's good news uh we we got uh, Liam Hendricks uh, named to the All-Star game. He'll be joining Tim Anderson. Uh, unfortunately, Cease, who leads MLB in strikeouts and had the lowest ERA in the past two months, um, and he also just surpassed Chris Sale and making it to 500 strikeouts in 472.1 innings. So he just he edged out Chris uh, Chris Sale about like 15 or 20 innings. So. I mean, this this dude is just dealing left and right. This kid is a monster. He's now your number one. Uh, wow. Did Pujols just, just pulled it off. Wow. And Schwarber's over there giving him the, uh, you know, worshiping him with the. Uh, yeah, I'm not worthy. Not worthy. We are not worthy. I, I wonder if uh, Schwarber pulled, pulled back a little bit to give this guy some respect. I That would be awesome if he did. That, 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 that's, that's how you show respect, right? I think you win you win a million bucks and uh, Schwarber just got a big contract and uh, Pujols has all the money in the world so I don't think that's uh, a factor but uh, or he's like he's like I am Albert I give you a million <laughs> <laughs> all right back to White Sox business oh man you better stay at White Sox business I, I can't find that clip I would need that clip in my life all right let's move on to the injuries Lou Bob isn't feeling well he's got some preliminary tests being run um, looks like he had some kind of headache uh, issue, an eye issue. Uh, but to, to be honest with you, he's been looking like a mediocre uh, outfielder out there. He's been taking bad routes to the ball, uh, dropping fly balls. He's not been, he's not the same gold glover that we've uh, go, become accustomed to. So uh, he might need some angels in the outfield at this point. Are you sure he wasn't mediocre? Ooh, good callback. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Eloy, <laughs> aka Spider Man, is back. Uh, is day to day with cramping. I, 
why is he cramping? It might be that time of the month. Uh, scans were clean, uh, so he should be back in the lineup uh, this weekend versus the Guardians. Uh, Tony Russo said there's still no timetable for Grandal's return on lower back spasms, but he said it's a uh, it, uh, Grandal's pretty much hitting left and right out there in minor leagues, and you know you could take that with a grain of salt. But he should be back as well, uh, you know, this weekend against the Guardians. Look, uh, Spider-Man needs to. I, 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 this is the thing that always uh, cra- cracks me up when people are like, "Thanks, cops." I'm like, "Look, you got C's. You got C's for for Q, right? That's yeah. what it is." Because Eloy ain't doing shit. No. And 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 I don't see any future for him. I'm sorry. I mean, he's just playing so bad, and he cannot stay healthy to save his life. We know that the big bugaboo for the White Sox all season has been that injury bug. And, you know, we see them slowly start climbing back to where they need to be. But, I mean, if you look at the way that this team is loaded, if you remember at the beginning of the seasons, a lot of people were saying that Lou Bob can win the MVP. Well, it ain't happening because he's just not healthy. Nobody on this team is healthy, and it shows every single game. They have to fight tooth and nail every time to get where they need to be and just to try to win a game. And that is going to wear down the team a lot quicker than it should. I'm hoping that they can find a way to make a move because they are definitely going to need some help uh, uh, before the trade deadline. Yeah, I, I still think they need another pitcher because they're monitoring Kopech's innings because he's never pitched this long. Remember, he took that year off and so forth and so forth, and they're babying his arm. So they might look to get another pitcher because Vince Velasquez is not something that you want. Johnny Cueto has been, you know, uh, he's been sent from God to help out the White Sox. But Lance Lynn is not ramped up yet. Uh, you got uh, Giolitos that not the Giolito of before. I mean, he's 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 getting better. He's but he's not pitching like Cease is. Um, and then the rest of the rotation, you, it's, it's kind of like, oh, well, we'll see what we get. You know, you, you really don't know what you're going to get. So you do need help there. You do need. A, I think you still need an, another uh, a left-handed bat. And I we talked about this in a couple episodes ago or whatever it was last episode. I talked about uh, Ben Intendi, but I don't see them giving him up into in the in the same division. No, and I mean like, it is, well, I mean it is the Royals, so I mean it's not like you know it, it's not like it's the Twins or something like that, or even the Tigers for that matter. I mean it's the Royals. Do, do the Royals? Does anyone in the in the Central even care about the Royals? I mean Royals fans are probably like who. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, like, if you're, you know, if you can find a way to get prospects. Now, we know that the White Sox have given away a lot of prospects recently, and, and whoever that they didn't give away is now up with the big league club. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see who they're going to sit there and try to target, but they're definitely going to need another pitcher, uh, you know, before they head into the playoffs. 1,000%. All right, speaking of young guys, the MLB draft for the White Sox, well, they didn't have to go looking too far for their first round MLB draft choice in 2022 with a 26 pick overall the White Sox selected Noah Schultz from Oswego High School uh, and you know I, I was able to find a clip of uh, them calling him with the 26 pick of the 2022 MLB draft the Chicago White Sox select Noah Schultz a left-handed pitcher from Oswego East High School in Oswego Illinois Noah Schultz, Mike Shirley, Chicago White Sox. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you for uh, this opportunity. I'm, I'm really excited. And we're really excited to have you. I mean, it's just a tremendous opportunity for yourself. We're so proud of you for welcoming you to this organization. I think your talent speaks for itself. 
do a marvelous job uh, controlling that frame, how easy you move. We believe in what you do presently and what we can build in you in the future. I mean, they, they, they go on and on for a little bit, so I don't want to play the whole clip. But it's awesome when you get to see these these uh, draft or war rooms and you see though everyone there excited that they got their guy that they were really going after. Um, he's 6'9". Um, and he uh, he it looks like he's gonna forego his commitment to Vanderbilt and actually sign with the White Sox. So um, this guy is is gonna be a monster to come. And he's left-handed. He's a, he's gonna be you know obviously when they first start and start building him up, they're gonna put him in a bullpen and see how he goes from there. But um, this is this is a great one. 18 years old, six nine, 220 pounds, and the left hand left-handed arm. Yeah, I mean, look, we, we, we talk about, you know, we don't know what's coming down the pipeline, especially for a team like the White Sox, who's most of their their prospects, like I just said, has already come up to the major league level. So, I mean, they are really desperate to fill the uh, cupboards again and, and try to reload that that uh, that farm system that right now is just not very good. It's the same situation the Cubs were in when they were starting to kind of get better because all your major talent is coming up to the uh, to the, uh, the major league level and then whoever else you kind of just... <laughs> You kind of just uh, sent him away to kind of bring in some some stopgap. So I'm, I'm glad that the uh, the White Sox are going after guys like this. It's cool that a kid from a local uh, a town, Oswego, is, is mm -hmm. getting his chance with a local team. Um, yes, and it's called it, it's pronounced Oswego. So, uh, you know, that was a very, very <laughs> mediocre way to say that town. Uh, so I apologize on behalf of Big Z for the people of the town of Oswego, Illinois. Oswego, that's right. Uh, he has a 94-96 fastball. Um, he's got uh, a slider with over 3,000 revolutions per minute. So that means that slider moves. He's got a changeup at 85. Um, so he's pretty, he was projected to have first round stuff, and he was gonna he was already committed to Vandy, which is one of the pipelines for the White Sox. And apparently, um, MLB is trying to copycat now because a lot I think six or seven Vandy players were drafted uh, in the draft. So it looks like uh, you know everyone found out where we're getting our players from. <laughs> in the second round, they got uh, Peyton Pallet, a right-handed pitcher out of the University of Arkansas. He's a four-year junior, uh, 6 180 pounds. He's a right-handed pitcher, 21 years old. So there is their second pick. And then they got, um, let's see, who is this? Third round, Jonathan Cannon, right-handed pitcher out of Georgia, a four-year junior, 6'6", 213 pounds, another right-handed pitcher. So um, obviously, we're not going to see these guys for years, but it's exciting when you can see what's coming up in the pipeline when you follow the minor leagues and you say, oh, wow, I've seen them from, you know, day one of the draft and I've seen them mature and come to the system. And again, most of, most of the guys don't make it to the major league ball club. They might become trade chips. You never know. You know, you know, the thing is, too, is that when right now the, the White Sox who are supposed to be a good team, right? Mm -hmm. You're not going to remember the names of these guys that are getting drafted right now. But for a team like the Cubs who are looking forward uh, towards the future, we remember Ed Howard, right? We remember some of these names, another local guy. We remember some of these names of guys that we're waiting. All right. Are they going to come? You know, uh, um, Pete Crow Armstrong, when is he going to come up? Like there are guys and there are names in the Cubs system that we're waiting to see when they're when they're going to come up. So as far as a, a team that's that's supposed to be much better you might not be anticipating them as much but hopefully they do pan out for the organization yeah uh, again you know we're baseball heads we're, we're old <laughs> old baseball heads so we enjoy this i mean uh, which draft do you think is, is the most exciting for you um nfl draft 
Really? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, I'm not sitting here. Who's watching the damn uh, base? No one's watching the base draft because you're not going to see any of these guys. With with you have the NBA draft and only the first like three four picks are the really important the really exciting picks right but i mean when you look at the nfl draft you're you're looking at okay you got free agency and you got the draft who are you going to sign who are you going to bring in on the draft pick all of a sudden you got a guy like justin fields who slides all the way down to the bears and now all of a sudden that's a big story so you never know and and in, a, in the nfl it's the one sport where i mean yes you have it in the nba but i mean like if you are a, a halfway decent team in the in the nfl one pick can you know i mean like have an immediate impact right quarterbacks who are rookies usually don't do too well it takes two three years from the really kind of start snapping basketball you can have a guy come in and just be good right away but overall when you look at the anticipation and the vitriol behind most nfl fans that's going to be the most exciting draft yeah i'm gonna have to agree with that but i've transitioned from the nba being my favorite draft to the uh, nfl just because there's a lot more players that, that can impact the team uh right away uh you for me like i look at it like okay there's this is not a quarterback heavy draft okay there's an offensive heavy draft that means people are getting offensive linemen that means they can show up their line or defensive line whatever it is you know you 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 go towards your needs and you find what you got you got to do you know you, you got your shopping list um for the nba sometimes it's not as superstar heavy and sometimes you're like oh who are these guys i don't i mean you you might have seen them in the ncaa tournament you know showing out but that doesn't always translate um to to uh, uh to make it to the nba team and to be productive we've seen kings of the summer league not show out um, we can speak to that from firsthand because we've had denzel valentine show out and and uh some other uh, bulls players show out during the summer league and not do anything for the team so i'm um, switching over I'm agreeing with you. NFL draft, then uh, NBA, then baseball. Yeah, I, no, no one's paying attention to the baseball or NHL draft. NHL draft just happened too. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? No one's paying attention to that shit. So, no, um, yeah, you know what? It's funny though because we, you know now that we're kind of talking about the draft a little bit, it, it's very interesting when you see um, some of these second generation uh, MLB uh, players come up. I mean, we we talked before about. Uh, was it uh, Al Leiter Jr. Mm-hmm. or Mark no. Mark Leiter Jr. Mark Leiter Jr. Um, Al Leiter's uh, son, actually, his real son, uh, just got drafted. Um, that is, uh, what is his name? I just had his damn name here. <laughs> I just that is. We're all over the place today. Yeah, we are. Uh, but anyway, so like when you look at uh, some of the, some of these picks that came up, Jackson Holiday, who is the son of Matt Holiday, he just got drafted. He was a uh, he was actually in a picture with his dad when he was with the Rockies when they were getting ready to go to the World Series a few years ago. Uh, Drew Jones, whose dad is Andrew Jones, he also got drafted too. So when we're looking back and forth at some of these uh, second generation players, we look at if you want to look at one team, look at the entire uh, Baltimore, uh, not Baltimore, uh, um, Toronto Blue Jays roster, right? They're filled with second generation players. So it is kind of cool. Uh, Justin Crawford, uh, whose who's dad is Carl Crawford, uh, played a long time in, in the majors. So mm-hmm. it is really, really kind of cool to see some of these. Ma- we, we've seen it before, but I mean, it seems like these kids uh, that grew up in Major League Baseball in the 90s into 2000s coming into their own coming into the MLB, MLB draft um, we saw Darren Baker who infamously almost got killed uh, when he was uh, when his dad was uh, um, coaching for the, the Giants, the Giants and he came across he was playing bad boy like three years old yeah so now I want to yeah so it's it's it, this is really really cool I just a, a side note that I want no no it's cool another another name was Mark McGuire's son 
Yeah, he got yeah, he I got mean, drafted too. So yeah, so I mean, obviously, we you, you can never tell if the son is going to be as good as his dad, or you know, vice versa, or whatever it is. But I mean, for right now, it's exciting to see Vlad Jr. and BGO Jr. and all these guys because it's nostalgic. So uh, yeah, it's I think BGO son is is Cavan C A V A N. Where you got that name? I don't know. Um, yeah, Al Leiter's son is Jack Leiter. He was the number two overall pick of the twenty one draft. And uh, Darren Baker, who I mentioned earlier, he is a second base prospect for the Washington Nationals. All right. Let's finish off this White Sox segment. Upcoming for the White Sox, they have four at home versus the Guardians. Then they head off to Colorado for a pair. Those are six very winnable games. They should go four and two. Sure. Sure. Thanks for the support, E Rock. Oh, All right. Hold up, hold up, hold up. Hold up, hold up. <laughs> you know how many times I'll complete a long ass thought and you're like, yep, I agree. Okay. Wait a minute. I was like, you got to help me out here, man. I, if I'm all here watching White Sox games, you got to watch Cubs games so you can interact with me on my part, right? That's hey, how it works. As long as they're not on the same time, I will watch a Cubs game. I have nothing against the Cubs. I really don't. You might not have nothing against them, but I, I'm like, all right. So what, you know, you're like, yep, they, they totally did that. Okay, let's move on to this. I'm like, you <laughs> motherfucker. You gotta help me out here, brother. That happens, but I'm also looking at the clock on the timer over here and uh, a bunch uh, of other stuff. So yeah, uh, you sound like the fucking teacher in Charlie Brown. <laughs> All right, fans, we'll be right back <laughs> with stirring the pot after a quick word from our sponsors. I think I'll perplex him with my slow ball. One, two, three strikes. You're out. We all know that 2020 was no joke. And with an ever-changing world climate, many people are looking for a new opportunity. Guys, are you looking for a career that rewards effort and makes you feel valued as a team member? Let me tell you a little about our friends at ACSI. ACSI is a certified RCN business agent. They provide the same RCN services with a personalized touch. Their sales and technician teams work hand-in-hand, -hand, ensuring your experience will be smooth and pleasant. Gone are the days of being transferred from one person to the next. At ACSI, they handle everything from start to finish. It's never been so easy to get internet service. ACSI is a growing Chicagoland company that encourages personal growth and rewards perseverance. As they expand, they're looking for passionate, responsible, and honest professionals to join their team. A career with ACSI means you'll be part of a hardworking, flexible, and dynamic team that is a leader in the installation of cable and internet services in the Chicagoland area. Best of all, ACSI was awarded Hacia's 2020 Contractor of the Year Award. Are you ready to grow with a local Chicago company on the rise? Check out ACSI.tech and click on careers to get started. That's ACSI.tech and click on careers. Hey, what's up? This is Lex Cruz from Jungle AE Recording Studios and Illinois Media School. And you are now listening to True Chicago Sports Fans Podcast. Welcome back to the True Chicago Sports Fan Podcast with E-Rock and Big Z. Yes, sir. It's that time again, brother. Uh-oh. You know what time it is. Oh, boy. It's time for Stirring the Pot. Uh, all right. So, you know, we're going to stay on the same topic right here, which is baseball. And as we're watching the uh, Home Run Derby, and uh, this one is going to go for the books. But a lot of people are having the uh, uh, disagreement of which which uh, uh, platform or, or format, format is a better word, uh, which format was better. So I'm going to ask you this question, sir. For the Home Run Derby, do you prefer the 10-out system 
where you know you can hit as many as home runs uh but once you don't hit a home run that's considered an out and after 10 outs you're disqualified or you know then then you move on forward out. yeah yeah you're out right um or do you prefer the uh here's my three minutes i get an extra time out and if i hit so many home runs I, I get an extra 30 seconds yeah so so what yeah if you if you don't any any hit that's not a home run would be an out and mm -hmm. that's in your 10 out format and currently we at three minutes and then you can earn a 30 bonus sec or 30 second bonus by hitting you know a certain distance and uh in a home run so that's how you earn that and i just know that from playing uh mlb the show gotcha. anyway um I'll say when I'm looking at the two formats, I mean, I would say the timed format is much better. Um, it, it puts a little bit more pressure on the hitter and the uh, the pitcher to kind of make sure that, hey, you got to be consistent. You got because I mean, look, it, baseball is not a timed game, right? So, I mean, that could be the argument for the 10 outs. But I mean, when I'm looking at this right here, they got an at bat where they can get a, a break. Uh, you know, it's 30 seconds. They get the Gatorade. They get, you know, the fan, uh, 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 the other players fanning with the towel and all this mess and, and, and all that. But I mean, I, I will say that I prefer the timed format. It is a very unique thing where you don't, you never see other part of MLB being timed and it keeps it a bit shorter, right? You kind of, you, you can kind of, uh, uh, judge what the pace is going to be on how many home runs any hitter is going to get like we see in the top right corner of the uh, the derby here and um you know it, it keeps it moving a little bit quicker because you you actually have something to to strive for as as the uh, as the opponent i think uh, this is the only gripe i have with the time the time thing is that you know uh, you could throw a pitch as soon as he hits the ball now so before you had to wait till it landed. Now, as soon as he throws a pitch, it hits it. Boom! The pitcher resets. He's ready to go. So before, the for the viewer, which which all of us are, because it's hard to go to an All Star game, you don't get to enjoy the home runs where they're landing and, and you know watch the projection and oh wow, that was 480 feet. Oh wow, he just made it over the fence. He hit the foul pole. You don't get to enjoy the the you know pitch by pitch and home run by home run now it's like okay swing so it kind of feels like a pitching machine like okay gotta gotta reset let's hit gotta reset let's hit and you know as a viewer it's hard to keep up with all, where the home runs are going because the two uh screens that they split screen are not really timed up I mean, they're not going to be timed up because you got one where you're showing the hitter, one where you're showing where the ball's landing. So, I mean, mm -hmm. like, it's going to, you know, it's, it's they're both in real time. You're just getting a split screen. The, the thing I'll say about this is that MLB has had a very large initiative about the time that it takes for any of their events. When it's game, they're trying to cut down any possibility of a four-hour game. They try to keep it under three hours. Two and a half is, is if you're lucky or if Mark Burley is pitching for you. That's but, right. I mean... You know, I, I, this is what I'll say is about that format is that, like I said, it, it keeps it shorter. That's been their initiative for so long. And, I mean, you can kind of follow around both at the same time, puts pressure on the batters, put pressure on whoever they pick to pitch for them. And, uh, you know, right now we're already looking at uh, a, a derby, which is not even in the final round. We're still in the, the semifinals, and it's already been two hours. And you have eight competitors, yes, but it's already been two hours. Yeah. And we're not we're stumbling into the final. No, no, and, and that's it. That's the only gripe I had is just I loved watching you know for them to admire their home run and see where it lands, and then after it lands, then they can throw yeah have another pitch thrown at them. But I mean, the good thing is that this is a, a faster moving uh, event, obviously, right? This is this is what baseballs wants wants you to do is to, to make this a faster moving, more action all the time, so that way the fans are engaged and. The fans love the home run derby. The, you know, chicks live, uh, dig the, the long ball, right? Um, 
You got Rodriguez with 31. I mean, I can't remember the last time I see somebody in the 30s. And then, you know, I think they had like, he had like 24, 25, 26, whatever, the first round. I mean, the kid's what, a monster. That's what makes it even more impressive that in that same time span, he's up here putting up 31. Peter Alonso is about to take his one-minute bonus, and he's only sitting at 18. Yeah. Right? I mean, he's got to sit there and hit 12 just to get to 30, and then you got to hit two more to get to your 32, right? So, I mean, you're talking about you got to hit another 14 home runs in a minute. You can only hit 18 and three. So, I mean, I don't know. I think the polar bear might be out on this one. That's a good thing I did not put it. Any money on this event because you never know. Yeah, no. Looks it, it, it would only be right for a for the young guy, you know, on the hottest team in baseball to sit there. With, I think the the Mariners, uh -oh. Mariners are sitting there at 14, 14 wins. Yeah, in a fourteen row. rolls, fourteen in a row. And so it, it sucks that they have the All Star break as soon as their streak is, you know, at fourteen. But I mean, but, but at the same time, you get a break. You can come in fresh. I mean, that that's the thing is that that that's the only thing too about like that you're talking about the pitch before the uh, before the ball is even you know finished uh, landing trajectory mm -hmm. landed. Sure, uh, you know, thank you for using the correct word and what I was thinking. But uh, you know, <laughs> your, your your rhythm, you, you can keep up your rhythm by just sitting there and just look. He's not going to make Alonzo was out right here. Yep. Wow. Yeah, no. Well, there goes that's my pick to win. That's amazing. Well, that's why I did it at the beginning of the show and not at the end. <laughs> All right, brother. While we sit here and watch sports, while I'm sure this is very compelling uh, uh, conversation for those at home who watched this last night and not this morning. Uh, as long as we're talking about watching things, what you looking at? What are you watching that isn't sports? All right, man. I am. I've been on a comedy binge, so uh, I'm going to keep this nice and short. I watched two stand-ups, Dave Chappelle, what's in the name? Mm -hmm. This is uh, so his acceptance speech uh, at the school that he went to, um, and you know, he did an hour acceptance speech, and he talks about all different topics, and even the the backlash of his last comedy special, um, and that you know people were complaining that his name shouldn't be on the theater and so forth. So, it is a very compelling uh, monologue. Because I don't think it's a comedy special. It's more of a monologue of his expect ex his experiences there, um, how he's impacted the 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 school afterwards, and his relationship with the school. Um, and it's it's really deep. It really is deep. So if you have not seen that, it dropped last week. Dave Chappelle, what's in the name? Um, and you'll really enjoy the ending of it because it comes full circle. Yeah, that one I, I did watch. So basically, what it was, it was it was they were going to name. Uh, it, it was the da, 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 it, it, I forgot the name of the the school that he attended, but I mean they were going to name the theater after him. And uh, and he talked about his experiences uh, going to that school, becoming an artist, seeing that essentially what he said it was like, hey, all the weird kids get to be weird, and no one's going to judge them. So I mean that that's what that was about. And then after the uh, his last special came out, there was, was a controversy about his comments about trans people right. and his stories and all that backlash. Then uh, I think the actually revoked either he either declined or they revoked the fact that they were going to name the school after him and he still came out and made a speech about it either way so yeah it's the duke ellington school for the right. arts in washington dc um so yeah they wanted to name they said uh dave we want to name the uh theater after you and you know that became the uproar because of the uh, former comedy special and so forth um uh, but you know he went and addressed the parents and, and 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 the students there and explain his side of the story and you know again it, i go watch it there yes we can't put words in his in his mouth that are going to be that, that can be justify what you're going to see so uh go see it it's really touching it's really full circle 
um, it's one of the things I really enjoyed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, if you were ever a fan of Chappelle, this right here will kind of, like you said, give it a full circle feeling of, of what happened. And he actually does explain when he left Chappelle's show, when mm -hmm. he came back and did SNL for the first time, you know, and, and what it was like for him to be gone all those years. And, uh, you know, it, it's definitely any fans of Chappelle, any fans of comedy, you know, in the past 25 years, it's definitely worth uh, checking out. Yeah. All right, second comedy thing, and it was they just put this on HBO, was Bob's Burgers movies. Bob's the, Burger movie. Oh, uh, the, full, the full movie? Yeah, they had a full movie in the theater, and now it's on HBO. It is, I mean, if you're a fan of Bob's Burgers, they did you justice. They did you just, it is so freaking funny. There's so many levels of jokes where it's like, oh, here's a kid's joke. But then if you really listen to it and you look at what's going on, there's an adult joke there too. So, I mean, it, it, I could not stop laughing. I was actually laughing out loud, LOL. Um, so that, you know, Bob's Burgers are, are, are dealing with a uh, banking issue where they have to pay the loan and they have to pay the rent. And then there's a uh, sinkhole that happens in front of the, the, the restaurant. So you have no customers coming in. So they have to the end of the week to pay off the, uh, the loan and pay their rent. So that's the dilemma. They got to figure that out. And it's a funny thing to watch. I think it's about um, a little bit over an hour, hour 20. So it's a good in and out. Good movie. Good movie. Go yeah, watch. That, that, that's a straight up uh, film. I'm pretty sure it was released to theater, but I'm sure it was one of those things where it was released to HBO at the same time. And uh, in my house, we're longtime fans of Bob's Burgers. I even got the uh, the bobblehead or not the bobbleheads, the Funk Pops that I actually picked up from a thrift store. They were loose, so they're just sitting there in front of the TV. Um, but yeah, I mean, like this is. Uh, I'm glad to see some of these uh, these animated uh, shows getting their shine. I mean, we saw The Simpsons get a movie after how many years on the air. We saw South Park get a movie quite a while ago. I'm hoping they kind of do another one, but they do a lot of uh, specials and things like that. Um, we even saw Beavis and Butthead get out there and, and get their uh, get their shine back in the day. I mean, Beavis and Butthead do America. If you have not seen that one, it is freaking hilarious. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I mean, like, I, I'm I'm always glad. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm definitely that's on my. Uh, to-do list for all the stuff i gotta watch including everything else on the planet so yeah but that's kind of more your alley where you like you said it you're in and out 120 and uh you know you don't have to think about it again yeah and and, and that's why i tend to watch more movies than i do tv shows but uh i had a couple of things that that i watched uh i, I wasn't hardcore watching this week just because of all the activities we had going but uh i watched the uh season two of the show a netflix show called the upshaws with mike epps uh, and as Tootie from, uh, um, we, we just talked about Kim Fields, um, mm -hmm. and it has, uh, um, I think it's written and produced by Wanda Sykes. It's a, it, it's, it, it's kind of a, a corny show about, you know, uh, 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 Mike Epps owning a, uh, auto body shop in the hood. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, you get the, you get a little, a lot of different dynamics. He has a, he has a child by, uh, someone else who ha doesn't happen to be his wife. And, uh, you, they actually had, uh, uh the, the, I think the first episode of the, the premiere episode of the show when it first came out was uh the the two kids birthday party was on the same day and he didn't know he had a kid or something like that. but you know it, it's uh it's one of those things half hour show get in get out you know watch watch it and enjoy it and uh it, I, I, have you have you seen the show at all it's been on netflix for a while no no i've never heard of it till you talked about it off air and, and that's something that i put on the queue so um i'm pretty sure i got time to watch it <laughs> <laughs> what so else you watching the other thing that I watched, which uh, definitely right up my alley, another a, a, a adult uh, animation, it's called Farzar. Uh, Prince Fikel and his crew 
Uh, it follows Prince Fikol. I said Fikol with an F, and his crew as they venture out of their domed human city to fight the evil aliens that want to kill them. As they begin their journey, Fikol quickly discovers that it's not all what it seems, and he may be living a lie. This is a lot of Futurama in it. It has a lot of uh, He-Man in it. Uh, there's a lot of voices that you'll recognize, and it's uh, it is uh, created by Waco Gun and Roger Black. Waco Gun, he is a very uh, famous. Uh, uh, animated producer he is known for shows like brickleberry if you've never seen that that was a really funny show he's a writer on that show and uh paradise pd <laughs> that's another really funny mm -hmm. that's a really uh, another really funny animated show so you'll recognize some of the voice talent that, sh that appears in the show um uh, i tried to get into the show disenchanted which is a mar uh, uh what is it mark graining uh, uh, show that is basically he's the he's the guy that created the Simpsons Matt, Matt Groening I'm sorry um, he's a creator of the Simpsons I tried to get into disenchantment this has similar vibes to that but it's just way funnier in my opinion um, yeah I mean I, you like some weird animated shows so I, I'll give it a shot because I did watch you on your recommendation was the He-Man I was like Meh, it's okay but you know you're more of a He-Man like fan well, see, I, I grew up with with He Man like that. Yeah. Was, that was my my yeah. guy. Like you have Batman, I had He Man. Yeah. Right? And He Man wasn't a superhero. He was just a fucking big strong guy. And like I said, I always loved He Man because all of a sudden he was a fucking tan guy. Like hey, you got tan. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like there was no tan fucking superheroes. It was just like hey, there's a white guy. I worship that guy. I'm like he's a white guy. Yeah. Like, it just it made a lot more sense. Just in general, I'm, like I said, I'm I'm a huge fan of uh, 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 animation. Anyway, I mean, you know, we talked about Bob Burgers, we talked about Simpsons, Family Guy, South Park, all this stuff uh, going back years and years and years. So I mean, this is absolutely right up my alley. But I mean, if you if you remember watching He Man or watching any of these shows back in the day, I mean, this is definitely going to bring up some. Uh, <laughs> some uh memories and uh it, it, they i think they just did a really good job i mean it's it's getting whatever ratings because i mean you have to kind of understand that ty that type of comedy um but for me it, it was really enjoyable i thought it was really funny all right brother i think that's the time to get out of here i think it is because i think uh i'm gonna go watch some more of this show and uh and see if uh if pool holes can can beat juan soto in the uh in the semis here we're still in the semis this is gonna take forever anyway ladies and gentlemen we'll see you <laughs> we'll see what happens with that hey real quick uh give me your all-star game prediction the all-star game tonight uh all-star game uh the american league wins american league wins because they have all the all-stars in the national league just brought their little brothers along anyway <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. That is it for today. Thank you so much for listening. A big thank you to our sponsors, 606 Media, True Chicago Sports Fans, ACSI, and Grit Clothing Company. Don't forget to go to gritclothingco.com and get your official TCSF podcast t-shirt. Search for keyword True Chicago and use our promo code TRUEFAN15 at checkout for 15% off of your entire order. That's TRUEFAN15. Go and get your shirts right now. Don't forget to check out our guy Danny and his crew over at ACSI.tech and check out the career section for an exciting new career in the communications industry. Go to acsi.tech that's acsi.tech and click on careers to apply today the shy native radio podcast is now available on all major platforms mike logic ideal and throw mc talk about sports movies and all types of ill shit 
go and check them out right now and a hey, shout out to the shy native crew for the shy native nights that just uh finished up on july 14th they had a fantastic show and uh if you want more information about when their next show is going to be or if you want to submit your music to the show or want to be on the next version of shy native nights make sure you hit up the shy native uh page on facebook on instagram and go to idealraps.com another really great event that we cannot wait for it's a uh music in the woods music festival coming up on august 13th it is in big bend lake in Des Plaines, right off of bender and golf road ideal mike logic fury green lights music am early morning i am god john bovey and so so much more uh sounds by dj hunt uh you're gonna have music performances from 11 to 7 p.m uh get your tickets right now at idealraps.com i-d-e-a-l raps.com this is an all ages events a ticket is needed for ages 12 and above food vendors and merchandise vendors will be on site so bring your money yeah bring some cash and uh support local music local vendors um as a matter of fact the one vendor on here cerna's grill is right here by the crib so and they got pretty damn good food so definitely go and check them out and uh you know come out and have a good time say what's up to your boys and just like i said enjoy some local music shout out to ronesh panic serious beats and custom made for the beats we play on today's show Check out PanicOnTheBeat.com for all your Molemen merch and gear. And don't forget to check us out on social media. You can find us at TrueShyFans on Twitter and on TikTok. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify. Reach out to us. Hit the DMs. Let us know what you think about the show. If you got any ideas, if you got any questions, any topics you want us to touch on. Uh, if you have anyone out there that would like to be a sponsor of the show, you can always reach us at truechicagosportsfans at gmail.com. All right, y'all. This is... Uh, <laughs> you. Yeah, I see what you did there. I see what you did there. You tried to Ron Burgundy me, you son of a bitch. I see that. For, for, for Big Z, this is E-Rock. We'll see you next week for episode 106. Until then, be good to each other. For the love of sports. Stay classy, San Diego. A few moments later. You have a lot of incest. That's real. Shut your mouth. Lover boy. Nature versus nurture, Lodge. Nature always wins. I think he's on steroids. Hasta luego, amigos. Show's over, show's over, show's over.